1: And how many fans start showing up? So visit score now and enter keyword partner. Conduits of Troubles, the show, Zolgad and Scoggins as always. And a Chipper, let's start with what was a glorious Saturday in uh, Dickie Town, TCF Bank Stadium. Uh, just your thoughts on probably what easily qualifies as the most incredible gopher victory
0: you've seen in yeah. what, 20 years of covering this team? Yeah, well, since 2003. That's when I went on the beat. Um, easily the best atmosphere. Uh, I seen at a game biggest win, uh, best celebration. Obviously, we've been waiting for a a, uh, a field storming. Yeah, you know just you haven't had one of those moments. No, nope. um, you know you thought you were going to get it 2003 against Michigan, but this and it's funny, Judd, When when Penn State got that ball and they were driving for that last drive, mm-hmm. I was sitting there thinking I've seen this movie before. Yes, and. Absolutely. This would have been more crushing than Michigan two thousand three if they if that had gone the other way, yeah. Because of everything that's yep. led up to this, but the, you know, this team's different. I mean, they made a play, uh, got the interception, and the reaction and, and seeing that many people on the field was just awesome. You know, everything was, about was that cool. was just yeah fantastic. Good game. Yep. Great crowd. That I, I'll give credit to the Gophers fans because i mean they obviously have been easy to pick on uh -hmm. over the years and you look at the stadium and not showing up and all that but that was a true um whole field advantage there i mean they they stood up the whole game i mean the fan the the sections were just packed and and fans stood up the whole game so it was cool that was the thing that struck me
1: too was it sort of undid the, the things the I don't know what the right word here is, Chip. The bugaboos that have plagued this program for so long, the Penn State kid tripped on yeah. the 10-yard line. That always happens to the gopher guy. It's funny.
0: Somebody sent me a the pick- penalty goes against the gophers. Yeah, somebody sent me just within the last hour, a uh, uh, some blog or something did a write-up on that. And i I'd be honest with it, when it happened real time, I didn't study the replay because so much was going on. Sure. I thought he might have gotten tackled or tripped. But it looked like he just slipped. He, he just fell down. Stumble. Yeah, he just stumbled. He stumbled he and it slowed legs. him down, and then yeah. he got sort of tackled. But and no,
1: he like tripped on the ten yard line. And I,
0: from watching that replay, I was just out in the car before I came in here. I was watching it. I couldn't tell if was a Howden that was there with him if he would have got him. Yeah, I
1: couldn't tell either. But this
0: this slowed him up so much. But, yeah, that it became and he a tripped. Yeah, but not in fact. Yeah, but you're right. That's that. That would be the Gophers guy that would trip. You know, mm-hmm. and the penalty. Um, That, you know, obviously moved him back. But, yeah, it was just – it was – the thing about it was the way they started with the Winfield interception and then the touchdown right off the bat, I think was huge because it kept the crowd in at one. But also I think it – if it had started bad for them, you wonder if there had been any kind of like self-doubt or like, oh, boy, you know, maybe this team wasn't as good as we thought. But, no, they just jumped on them. They played well throughout. You know, I mean, they get defense gave up some big plays, but offense did exactly what it wanted to do, mm-hmm. and defense got three interceptions. And I mean, this this team's complete. This team's also,
1: and and I don't say this lightly about about Minnesota sports teams, and especially about Gopher football teams. They're also mentally really tough. Sure, they're yeah. really tough, and I think it. It I don't know it starts here, but the the kid that I love. Is the quarterback? Yeah, Tanner Morgan can make a mistake and he's fine. Yeah, Tanner Morgan can make a great play, and you don't know if he just threw a pick or threw. This is not to say that he doesn't embrace the moment because I'm sure he does. Yeah. but I love the I love the as our guy Chili used to call it the flat line quarterback. That's he. he's flat. Tanner yeah. Morgan strikes me as flat line, and in this era of college football, yeah. like there's nothing that bothered me more than. Back a few years, the gopher defense would make a big play, and they mm-hmm. would have given up 45 points, and they'd stop a guy on, like, third and 10, and they'd get up and be celebrating like they had just won yeah. the game. And it's like, no, you haven't. Like, like appreciate moments. Sure. What kills me about over-celebration of dumb things is you're not appreciating where you're at right now. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter. You, and the thing I love about the quarterback is everything that he does and I think he's really solid. I think he's yeah. super solid. But but everything he does is sort of like, okay, I just did that. Cool. But I yeah. expected to do that.
0: Well, and I don't know if this is fair or not. I and mean, maybe it's me just judging it on the – like I thought all along he was good, a good quarterback. But it sort of felt different Saturday, right? Because you're going against the number two team defense in the country. And, I mean, some of his throws, the, the touchdown he threw to uh, – to Tyler Johnson down the sideline, the one-handed catch, was you cannot throw a ball any better than that. Yep. And the ball, the first one, the 66-yarder to Bateman, where they came on the blitz, and he he—he—he he broke it down really interesting at, at his Tuesday press conference, um, that Kirk Scirocco, the offense coordinator, had noticed on film study that Penn State likes this certain blitz. And it was a slot. The slot, it, it was a safety, but he was in the nickel. He comes on a slot blitz, and there was some tell or something that that Sharaka um, saw up in the box. Uh-huh. He, he he spotted it, you know. He, he he saw it on film study, and then when that when they got into the up to line, he saw some tell. And so that's you know when they always stand up and look to the sideline to get the play or whatever. He signaled down uh, to check out and check into that play because the blitz is coming. They had worked on it all week in practice, and and if you saw Shannon Brooks was on the left side of. Morgan in the shotgun, and the blitz came from the right. He comes across Morgan's face and picks up that, that blitz. And then uh, the safety is a little slow getting over, but Morgan just threw a beautiful ball down the sideline to Bateman. Um, and those two receivers. Yeah. We've, not, we've talked about this. We've talked but about, that oh, was sweet. a perfect throw, too. Absolutely. And so he, I mean, he didn't panic. He saw the blitz coming. He got it, you know, a perfect throw. And so to do that against that defense and play darn near flawlessly, you know. Yeah. Well, um I think I think it showed something different than what we'd seen all year. Because I think, yeah, he was almost perfect as 22 or 23 at Purdue. But that was his best game Saturday, considering the opponent, the stage, the, the importance and all that. For him to play that way in that situation, mm-hmm. it speaks a lot about him.
1: And to flex credit as well, it did look like the stage was never too big. No. Which is remarkable
0: yeah but i also think it goes back and i've spent a lot of time around these players like you mentioned morgan's mainly tough anton winfield jr is not going to get rattled by any stage true i mean that kid's a gamer uh carter coughlin's not going to get rattled by a stage i don't think tyler johnson or rashad bateman are either winfield to me
1: chipper is is a more physically gifted version of his dad yeah
0: he's he's Taller and Antoine stronger. Antoine never got flustered.
1: No. Antoine never got flustered. He hit like a linebacker. He played cornerback. He mm-hmm. was a little guy. I think this kid's got more God-given physical ability, but to me, mentally, they're wired very similar. Well, he's
0: got his, dad, his dad's instincts. Yes. Yeah, it, which, it, is, and that's, which is the it's highest It's one of those things. It's like, him. how do you, you, know, how do you uh, describe instincts? Well, you just know it when you see it, right? He's, What's the way he's always around the ball? He's,
1: incredible, he's an incredibly smart athlete.
0: Yeah, and and Winfield talked about the second uh, the, his second interception, he was in single high coverage, and he said, I got it off film study. He said, We knew when, uh, when Penn State's offense faced single high safety, <clears throat> they like to go this certain play. He read it, and he read the thing completely. He comes flying in, you know, rotates over, picks off the ball. So I think he won. He studies a lot. Um, his dad gets to film, and they like he'll break it down with him. Really? Yeah, he gets to film. Well, that doesn't hurt. No. I mean, you got – and so he'll talk about, hey, you see this, see that type thing. I think I think Antoine even studies, like, the upcoming opponent, you know, for them. Hey, whatever works, man. <laughs> I know. I know. And so – but I also think he's just, like, really instinctive, and then he's fast and physical and all right. that. He just – I mean, if he was 6'2", he's at Ohio State, Alabama – you know, name the, all the boys He's a first round draft pick. He's too. a first round draft pick, yeah. And he's gonna be a draft pick because I mean a guy like that. I, oh, yeah. I hope I'm sure, you know, the NFL scouts that everything's all measurables and they'll probably knock him for his height, but turn on the film and watch him play and tell me he can't he play. You wouldn't be too bad in a in a Zim defense playing the slot corner. Imagine, because I don't think he's a
1: safety, but slot corner wouldn't be bad.
0: I think he's a slot corner, but I think he can do anything he wanted. Yeah. I mean, imagine if Zim got a hold of him in That's the way what I'm use him, yeah. Film study and all that. Yeah, Where do you think
1: Bateman goes? Because this kid, and Tyler Johnson's really good, so no yep. knock
0: against him. But, Chip,
1: I said it last week. I'll say it again. Every time I watch Bateman play, I see a, I don't see a good pro- professional player. I see a top-flight NFL yeah. receiver, the likes of whom we don't see here. No, I, I would think. Kid. Well,
0: I always I go back to he's, he's the wide receiver uh, version of Maroney to me. And Maroney was a first-round pick. Yep. I, I think Bateman's a, you know, is he going to be a first-round? I don't know. But – First three rounds, for sure. I think he's a star. Yeah, I think first, second, third, something like that. I mean, it'll be interesting next year when Tyler's gone to see kind of the focus on him. But, I mean, it's not like the cover's better. You got Ottman Bell. Demetrius Douglas is going to have a bigger role. I'm sure there's, you know, guys are bringing in that are going to be good. But he will be, because he's going to be, what, first team all Big Ten this year? I hope so. Um, he certainly put together a highlight reel that's
1: wor- yeah. worthy of it. And How how many passes in two years now have you seen the kid drop?
0: Yeah, not many.
1: Now, Tyler <laughs> last year, I thought— Well, that was kind of Tyler's saying, yeah. And Tyler hasn't done as much this year. No, he has not. Yeah. But in Bateman's case, I can't— yeah. I, Boy, I can't remember. I'm not remember. seeing him play as much as you have, but I I can't recall off top of my head drops. For yeah, Bateman. there
0: might be one or two that I, I'm just not thinking off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's maybe a few. But But, no, he basically catches everything. And the thing that he does is— he makes contested catches. He makes – he'll run by you and yep. make the deep ball, but he'll also go over the middle. I mean, he'll do those slants where he's running, you know, and the safety's bearing down on I mean, him. He catches it. Yep. And so – Absolutely. He he basically makes every – he runs every route and makes every catch, you know. And so – Yeah, he's – He's also got that intangible, and he I, – I think it was the first game here
1: where he caught made that incredible catch at the five-yard line with one hand. And that all was first game, yeah. He's got that Masonian ability, <laughs> which <laughs> very few human beings yeah. have. Like he makes some catches. Yeah, just stick his hand out. And, he makes yeah. some catches that I honestly think are as close to what you saw Moss do as mm-hmm. as any big time football player in this state system. And make Moss. it look pretty
0: effortless. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But when you
1: can put one hand yeah. out, basically haul the ball in. Put
0: yeah. I mean, and but, but think about the the catch Tyler Johnson made. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, he's oh, obviously he's so. not as fast, but he's running there. You know, Absolutely. he's got a guy beat, and well, that's the thing. I mean, people knock his speed, but he's fast enough. I mean, he's. <laughs> You look pretty fast on that one. And he catches it one hand with a guy, you know, kind of arm fighting with the other guy. So, yep. um, but, I you know, I wrote this uh, Monday or Monday for my Tuesday column where I thought James Franklin had the best quote after the game is in Phil Miller's sidebar that he said, and, and I asked Fleck about this, but Franklin said, um, you have to commit so much to the run to stop the run that you have to leave those guys one on one on the outside. <laughs> And it's, it's true. Um, you remember earlier, I, I I sat down with Fleck earlier this week, and I said that. So do you remember when, like, the first couple weeks were, like their first couple games non-conference, they're running the ball, and it's not really working, and it's just, they're just kind of doing Yeah, we doing talked it. about it. And we're like, stop doing it, just throw it to Bateman time. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I sincerely think that – I don't think they were thinking nine weeks down, but they had to get their running game to set up all this other stuff. Sure. And that's who Fleck is, like timing possession, run the ball. And I think – Teams are so scared to just kinda double Tyler and, and, and Bateman and leave the running game because then they're then they're controlling the clock. And you never have the ball. I mean they're just gonna pound you on the ground. Right. And so that that's the interesting thing. I looked it up. So their offense is I think top whatever it was, thirteenth uh nationally in the number of forty yard pass plays. They have eleven of them, so basically more than one a game. But they're seventh in time of possession nationally. So they're hitting big plays and controlling the ball, yep. which is their like, nightmare. So, Which is for if you're a defense coordinator, you're like, man, we but you have to stop the run, which good luck, you know, defending Bateman and Johnson one-on-one on the outside. Right.
1: Yeah, no, that's an incredible nightmare because if you can eat clock and also get big plays. <laughs> exactly. That, that's what I like to call the 98 Vikings. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, the that's,
0: that's, <laughs> that's, Fleck's whole thing is
1: run the ball, run the ball, that, be physical, what, though, and then set up to play action pass. From the day, and no matter what you think of Fleck personally, from the day he got hired here, the one thing that we heard is that this guy has a good offensive mind. And Sharaka yep. clearly Chiraca, is great yeah. too. But the point being is, this is why all of this discussion about who PJ is ultimately is yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. Because, okay, what you see on the surface, you might love, it might drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. But if you're a football fan, you shouldn't care. No. All you should care about is can this guy coach. And and some very, very astute college football minds said when he got the job here, this guy can absolutely coach.
0: And they were right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: especially offense. Yeah, and he can recruit But he, then he can install. He helps install, or he and Shiraka install yeah. a system that
0: 1,000% works. And, you know, he hired the wrong defense coordinator initially. He, he you know, fired
1: yeah, yeah, him when I mean, he had to.
0: But, yeah. I mean, you, you look at what Joe Rossi's done, too. I mean they oh, yeah. I mean they're whatever they are I think they're top 10 in past defenses you know right now and so and they got playmakers but offensively that's you know they went from his first year they were 100 and whatever eighth nationally and now they're 15th uh-huh. in 2 years it's a pretty big jump and it it comes down to quarterback, receivers, right. it, it, I mean, he even says it's it's about players, you know, because right. they have the scheme. They know that you saw it at Western Michigan. They have the scheme. If you have the players, the scheme's going to work. Right. Can, but can, can you recruit that. the
1: players to run that scheme? Sure. And they don't all have to be um, National Football League prospects no. or great players, but they do have to be able to. And that that's where I come back to the quarterback, who I think for a college football player does a magnificent job of often managing the game and at times – as you point out, making throws where you say, Oh wow, that's a big big league throw. Well, and you think about it, Judd, they're gonna have two
0: more years of Tanner Morgan.
1: Yeah. Now, and, and he's got guys coming in behind him who who he likes as well,
0: right? Yeah, but I mean I'm not yeah, no, I'm yeah. not making a change. I'm no, just saying. he, no I think pretty much every well, the Jacob Clark kids uh red shirt this year from Texas and it was highly regarded, but if you're the way the transfer portal portal is now, you have to recruit a quarterback every year. Sure, because if they you know, odds are what are they going to transfer? I mean, it's just kind of the... You just lose, it lose just, them as free agents. It happens, guys. yeah. Yep. But, Judd, they don't lose anybody on their offensive line. Now they're going You know, you lose losing Tyler Johnson, Rodney Smith, and Shannon Brooks. That's big losses. Right. But if you return that big offensive line and Moe Ibrahim, and... Right.
1: Well, and the run game, see... is always going to be good. Exactly. Yeah. That's, again, where, where we get into, and it's not that these kids aren't good, but that's where we get into a little bit of the disposable position. Mm-hmm. If you can block, block up for the kid. Yeah. If you get a good recruit, you're going to have guys that you yeah. can just... Circulate through there. The kids like Bateman
0: are special. That's the th- that's th- yeah. hard to find.
1: Yeah, but if you have a solid running back and behind a good line, he's going to mm-hmm. get those yards.
0: Well, and I would say this: I think for years, when Mace was coming, when Mace was the coach, if you're a wide receiver, you'd be like, you know, yeah, is that really the destination I want to go? But when you look at the way they're throwing the ball, I, I think it is attractive when you, he goes out and recruit and like. Look at Tyler absolutely. Johnson or Rashad Bates. High flying offense. Yeah. Look at the way we throw the ball. Yeah. You, your thoughts on the fact that
1: the college football uh, ranking playoff committee has them number eight, which, by the way, I think is absolutely fine for now. Yeah, I'm fine because it. I can't get excited it, it, about it.
0: It doesn't. The thing is, th- they're going to have to keep winning. For I mean, if if they go through an undefeated, you know, it's going to take care of itself. Right. Like these rankings right now mean nothing, and. I, I was thinking about it last night because we, we talked about last week a little bit like why do they release these things so early? It's for us to talk about. That's why they do it. Right. <laughs> because they want, well, <laughs> they want to create controversy and in, in conversation. I think
1: they also want to create the, the perception of transparency. Because well, yeah, if, <laughs> if you just all, all of a sudden on December 3rd, like, hey, here they are. Surprise. Here they we are. don't be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened to – Yeah. Um, so, but you're right too. If you If you pay like ESPN and Disney do for this entire package – you want these out to debate and talk about. Here's the one th- – my question for you, though. Here's the one thing I don't get. Why they? Why don't they just confine it until the last one to a top ten? Well, that like, yeah. Top that, four is all that matters. Like the fact that the Gophers were 17 yeah. and now they're eight. You like, wouldn't even have to know. Yeah, you should. Yeah. And, and why Why would they – like it's going to be four, te-
0: four teams that you care about. Yeah. So
1: just make it a top ten.
0: Yeah. Well, that's I, – I don't know why they do the whole thing. Um Heck, you could just do the top four and just say, here's the four best teams that we see right now. And then, Absolutely. But, you know, if they, if they keep winning, hey, if they if they win Saturday at Iowa, I have to imagine they're going to pass some other teams next week.
1: How high do you think they can get if they beat the Hawkeyes? Maybe another spot or two. Yeah, that's what I was think. Know?
0: Um, I, think
1: I, I think I projected them on – Tuesday before it came out, I think I projected them as potentially high as like six. Yeah, there's some murky teams around there. Yeah, that I don't know. And I haven't I haven't looked at schedule. Well, Utah schedule. I think right now yeah. is above them, and I, I just look at what's going on out west. Yeah, and I'm very unimpressed. Well, that's the
0: thing. Yeah, that typically the I west mean, Oregon. O-
1: yeah, Oregon schedule. I know they lost to what um, uh, Clemson or somebody. They they lost to a good team in their, or Auburn. Yeah. They lost to a good team in game one. And, and they've then, won every game since, but I believe their entire—I believe every one of their wins has come against what is right now a non-top non, twenty-five team. Non, yeah. So I can't buy into that.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. But, but again, if they keep winning, you know, it, the playoff thing is going to take it. To me, I, I feel like this is—you're assuming you win at Northwestern. Yes. I think you win Saturday. You're looking at Rose Bowl.
1: Oh, most definitely.
0: I mean, well, to right, me thats right now they would go. To that game,
1: which yes. by the way, I'd be fine with.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to complain. It's about funny, like yeah, it's out. funny, like the number of people we've heard from that would go for fans that would rather go to the Rose Bowl than the playoffs. I'm in that group. Yeah, because it I mean, it's, it has such mystique here and so yes. long and everything that if you went to just one, I, I don't I can't even remember what the two semifinals are. Well, and you're not going to okay. I can't. Here's here's my starting point. One
1: Rose Bowl would be awesome. Yeah. What last cool. time there January first 61. 61, 62? Yeah. Okay. Sixty one season. It'd be awesome. Number two, I honestly chip. I can get my head around first year in twenty first win in twenty years in Iowa, Northwestern, I'm with you. Bucky, I, I'm yeah. with you. Um I can't comprehend them going to Indianapolis and beating yeah. o- Ohio State. And the second that they lose that game, they're they're gonna be bounced. Yes. Yeah. That um And I think they might lose badly there. I just don't the Buck guys are yeah, they're a national football league team.
0: Yeah, they're
1: To me, I think they're the best team in college football. And yeah, and Penn State, by the way, not close to them in my mind. No. No. So unless something goofy happens there, I think they're going to blow Penn State out.
0: Yeah, and and so. So I can't get my head around that. So that's why, I mean, this feels like Saturday feels like a Rose Bowl Uh, if you take care of business and you win at Northwestern, which you should. So if you can win Saturday and take care of business at Northwestern, Mm -hmm. you know, no matter what happens that last game, you've won the West. You've, you know, you're in Indy, and then. You know, I think it's weird to think the Rose Bowl. I'll never think of the Rose Bowl as the consolation prize. I'm sorry. It's the Rose Bowl. I it's the it. freaking oh, yeah. Rose Bowl. You know, I'm it's, with a, it's you. not and, a consolation. And, and
1: I've always said before I die, I want them in a Rose Bowl. Yeah. Like, I'm not thinking college football playoff. One, it's, it's would you go? relatively new. I've already told Don, be prepared to go. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I it would is, try. I, I can't. I've always wanted to go to one. Yeah. It's always, it's always been my one thing. Because um, I'm, I'm. It's not, magical. I'm not going to lie. It's magical. And but, I'm not... Near as into college football as you are, yeah. But it's always been the one sort of like carrot mm-hmm. to me about college football. Um, that's just incredibly special.
0: Yeah, when the sun sets over those mountains and creates kind of like this purple hue, red. Vibe, I mean, it is sensory overload. You would probably be out there. The it field. is. Or, <laughs> you'd have a lot of people from the start. <laughs> you're trying to get out it, there. Well, it is sensory overload. It is. I mean, and then I had the, you know, good fortune to see one well, of the, the, the greatest, greatest games game ads ever in college football history, which. You know, my first trip to the Rose Bowl, and you get that. It's like—is that your first trip? Yeah, because so we used to always do Texas, the, and uh, we always used to and uh, USC. Vince uh, Young versus Reggie Bush. Yep. We always back then when I was on the beat, we always covered the national championship game, and it was the four bowls, so you'd rotate it. And I covered them f- uh, five years. I did all five, but we started. I doubled up on um, Sugar Bowl. So, we did, so I so did Sugar Orange Fiesta Rose okay. Sugar. That's how the rotation was. So um, or it, I did the Sugar twice in the 5 years and then all the other ones. Nice. Yeah, and it's I mean but the Rose bowl is just I just think it'd be fantastic. It'd oh be a great it experience. Is, yeah. Well, and I will tell you what. The thing is is you saw the reaction after the game Saturday with all those fans. Yep. And did you see the story where uh, ESPN or ABC released it, that it was the highest rated ABC yep. in, in that time slot in three years. Yep. Like, all those things play. Like, can you imagine ticket sales and, and just the enthusiasm from this fan base if they got to the Rose Bowl? It'd Bulls? be fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic.
1: Uh, so your your prediction, your thoughts on what happens at Kinnick on Saturday?
0: You know, it's weird. I've been wrestling with it because I, I would pick them to win. But there's two things. One, it just feels like They're due for a clunker. They haven't had a clunker, right? Right. And maybe this team won't have a clunker. But um, the other thing is they've been really good about the four walls, right? You know, we've heard about the four walls and staying in the moment and putting things to bed. The one-game Iowa championship season. Yeah, 0-0 in the Iowa championship season. And and Carter Coughlin, like, literally in the post-game press conference Sunday, he's like, or Saturday, he's like, if you think we're carrying this with us come Sunday, we're putting this thing to bed, we're not moving on, we're not celebrating, we're going to work harder. And I don't think that's lip service. I think they really do. Yep. But they haven't had a moment like that, and I just want to see how they regroup emotionally. And it's—I mean, that's a legitimate thing. We saw it with the Vikings at the Minnesota Miracle. They were done at uh-huh. Philadelphia. They just had—they—they they could not get back to that level emotionally. Correct. So I'm curious to see early on where the team is emotionally, if there's any kind of carryover or anything like that. I think Flex does a good job of not. Not carrying stuff with him, yep, and, and putting it to bed. And he said that they responded well. So, I think the Gophers are a better team. Iowa has struggles to score; they're they're not dynamic offensively. Um, they're highly ranked on defense, but it's funny. I was I watched that uh, Big Ten it's a football game in an hour, whatever they call it, in sixty minutes. Have you seen that? Yep. They, they condense time it. So I was watching it on the treadmill there and I <laughs> Wisconsin had some big plays against Iowa's defense. And so I think I think there's you know I still think the formula is right run the ball and try to get you know Bateman and Johnson golfers down are better. Field. Right? I think I think the golfers are a better team now. Whether they can play like it, you know, coming off a huge win, that that's the one thing. But I, I would pick them to win in a, in a close game. Yeah, because the Hawkeyes are going to play them tough. I, I not yeah. I don't think they're bad. I just think the golfers are a, a little th- bit
1: better. And I I do like. I do like the mentality that Fleck has for approaching games, mm-hmm. especially with kids. Like mm-hmm. if this were a national football league team, yeah. I think some players might call BS and be like this this zero and zero in the champ- mm-hmm. in the Iowa championship season's a little bit too much. But I think kids will buy that. And they have. I mean I, mean, I, I can tell That's you. What I, mean, I do think it works with this group. Yeah, they've they've done a good job. Now if it. you went to the Vikings to try that, I'd think they'd be <laughs> like, Oh did it, yeah, you know, no, 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 no. We're going on a bye week. See you later. But <laughs> That's right. We're we're taking this one off mentally. <laughs> yeah. Um Vikings and Broncos on Sunday, yeah. against Vikings now what are seven and three after they beat Dallas, which mm-hmm. completely, uh, combusted itself on Sunday night. But I do give the Vikings credit because this to me is their first win that I can look at and say, all right, it wasn't pretty. Dallas did blow up, but nonetheless, you you went in on a primetime game in a tough yeah. environment and you won. And you can't you can't
0: discredit that. No, I mean it's Cowboys are you know I think they'll probably be a playoff team. And they're a good team. I mean, they got a good quarterback, but a good, great offensive Jason line. Is, it, yeah, a a d- ridiculous play calling at the. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that should just be. I, I don't know well, how you can sell that to. How, how about the fact it came out that that
1: punt to Tavon Austin? Yeah, at the end of the game. Yeah, they had told him to fair catch the ball. Obviously, there was no one within yards. twenty yards. Well, it turns out that Garrett had told the special teams coach. Um, you don't have to fair catch it because they saw they saw what was going on. Yeah, and so basically, long story short, somebody didn't relay to Tavon Austin
0: oh call off the fair catch because he could have either scored or returned it. In a- he at least could have got twenty five yards. Yes. Now that would have taken seven seconds, but you are going to be that much closer. You, or he could have scored a touchdown. Or yeah, you might have broken. But anyway,
1: so there was a breakdown in communication to which to which the Fort Worth Star Telegram reported that Garrett went on a long internal investigation to try and find this out. Like that's the type of
0: stuff. He's that done. Gets fired. He's done. Yeah.
1: But but anyway, nothing else. Yeah. That, that's watching. other issues. Yeah. yeah that's the, <laughs> um, of the
0: issues. Yeah. I mean, to me, here is the thing, Jud. So you should beat Denver. Eight and three going into your bye. I'm looking past Denver too. Yeah, you're, you're. I'm not looking at
1: Denver. <laughs> hey, a but, kid, making a second start.
0: They're, hey, Judd, they're in the mix, man. They're, they're, yeah. they're a contender. I think. I need to see more before I, I decide how long a run.
1: But they who? Could potentially wh- which make. team? Like, but there's
0: no. You're right. There's no. There's no wow team in the conference. There's not. There's not a team where you're like. All right. All things being equal, everybody else is playing for second. Correct. Right. No, I mean, no. There's not. San Fran. I, I mean, I think Seattle's good. With the quarterback, I mean Russell is Wilson is, just, defense is, suspect. is going to be the MVP. Yep. But the defense is suspect, and I'm with you. Um, the thing is, I do think, and it matters all the time. So I don't, I don't know if this is accurate to say this, but getting that home field advantage. I mean, if you can play a game here versus you know having to play at Seattle or having to play, I don't think this team can win a playoff game on the road
1: unless it's against a really. Middling to bad team. Yeah. Not not a great It'd be tough to go
0: to Seattle and win a playoff game. I don't. I would never. It'd be tough to go to New Orleans and and win a playoff game. I would never pick them to win there. Yeah. I'm with you. So I I think if they, you know, going to Green Bay, would be tough to win a playoff game. Yep. So I still think, Judd, I I said it, I'll say it every week. I think they win a division.
1: They need, uh, well, they need Green Bay to slip up in San Francisco then they need them to slip up there and then they need to obviously get them here. here. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: I don't I don't know. I still don't know what I think of this Vikings team. Like there are some weeks I like what I see. Yeah. But and and I do think the Dallas win, you know, impresses you, but I need to see I told you last week and I'll I'll hold to this. This three-game stretch to me. Mm-hmm. Beat Dallas, accomplished yeah. it. Now beat Denver. Mm -hmm. and you should beat Denver. If you don't, I'm really down on you. But then you get the bye week, and then here's the other thing that I am very curious about, and I don't know what the answer is, but I'm convinced one is coming. What does Mike do during the bye week to come up with a coherent plan to give Russell Wilson looks he has not seen? Because Russell Wilson will pick you apart. Mm -hmm. But in that past defense, and I know that that they they sold out to stop Zeke on Sunday night, and they did a great job. Um, Dak had 397 yards passing. Yeah. So what is Mike going to do? Because he can't change his personnel.
0: What's he going to well, do scheme wise? Well, getting Trey Waynes back and not having Mike Hughes get picked on every. They, would, they might add up how many times he was targeted. Seventeen. Seventeen. It felt like 700, but yeah, 17. I mean, I don't think At I've some ever. Some point seen, time it doesn't matter anymore. Have you ever seen a quarterback, a corner tested that many times? Seventeen targets. Probably not. No. And Trey, sure, sure didn't, happened,
1: but. and Trey Wayne's happened. And Trey Wayne's against Kansas City. Now, I don't know if that ankle was bothering him by then or not. Was not great, but Mike's going to have to come up with some type of yeah. They've got to alter something here to get this past defense Yeah. a little bit back on track. Now, now I will say they did sell out to stop Zeke in Dallas. Yes. Yeah. But Russell Wilson's a whole different guy. Yeah, and this is how much I am not even considering the Broncos chip. Yeah, uh, I I'm not previewing the Seattle game. You you are saying there's no chance they lose this, right? This is (laughs) loser-proof. The kid's making his second start in this building. I know. And and by the way, the offensive game plan, Denver, number four in in yardage against defense. So it's good, okay? The offensive game plan is the simplest of all time. Uh, Screens. Screens screens, screens, screens screens to to Irv. Screens to Delvin. Crossing route. Crossing um, slants to Diggs. um, And here's the other rule. If Kirk sees that his line gets beat you are to hit the turf. You're not to try to make a play. No, I'm serious. Or throw it out of bounds. Or throw it out but of like bounds, But like if yeah. Von Miller is coming... If you, if you... Yeah. But here's what I don't want Kirk to do for the rest of this year. I don't... I never want to see him... Now, I'll roll him out. Would Yeah. Actually good at that? Yeah. I never want to see him attempt to shuffle within the pocket again. Yeah. Can't do it. He's bad at it. He fumbles. Yeah. So a, as I said before i want you to i want you if kirk has the ball and things are breaking down i want you to do the thing that we used to tell kids who are on fire stop drop and roll
0: <laughs> pretend you're on
1: fire Pre- <laughs> pretend you're on fire stop drop and roll
0: that, and then you'll it get to the field room this is what we're gonna do here's stop <laughs> drop
1: and roll think about it
0: it works and then they have to practice it yes <laughs> practice yes. you
1: are yeah you're on fire stop drop and roll around the field <laughs> And then you'll be touched down. And yeah, you lose yardage, but guess what you don't do? You don't lose the ball. You lose the ball. This is the easiest game plan I've ever designed. <laughs> not
0: kidding. I'm looking past that. I, I, I do like the bootlegs. A lot of bootlegs. That's what we need. Yeah. yeah a lot of bootlegs. And if it's not there, stop, drop, stop and roll. Stop, drop, and roll. Um, I like, i tell you what. Man, there's screen to Dalvin. Ugh. What a weapon that is. <laughs> I love it. And that's the thing. If, if. That's a you know if there are offensive line issues pass blocking. If they're just heating up, Cousins just drop it up over the th- I mean yes. top. That's what he was doing. Like and I'll I'll trust Dalvin with linebackers chasing him. You know absolutely. Well, and
1: Dalvin is your gem. Mm-hmm. Like Kirk's not your gem, which is by the way, which is fine. That game plan so on Sunday get, was it, darn near perfect.
0: So, do you rethink you're paying Dalvin big money from our conversation last week, Judd, You have to. How you absolutely long, have How to. long do I have to give him? Because here's you, the problem: you have to.
1: hold out in training camp next year. Yeah. First of all, here's what I let him do: I let him hold out. <laughs> training camp for <laughs> you know, running backs is the most overrated thing <laughs> yeah. ever, so I let him hold out of that. And then, you, and then you come in the last day and sign a big contract. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're going to sign him to a big contract. You have just, to, Judd.
0: I mean, he's he's different. He's special.
1: And then you're assuming Kirk's probably gone. That contracts off your books. Yeah. Because unless you have two years of, of, of,
0: well, would it kick in next year with Dalvin.
1: It depends as, 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 on how they structure it. Yeah.
0: But you're going yes, yes, to have to. You're going to you know have what to, It would, because I think, didn't Zeke's kick in this year? Yeah, yeah.
1: So, yes, it would kick it. So he'll hold out, or he if he doesn't get a contract, he won't come to training camp, because you you can't come to training camp for that yeah. contract.
0: Well, and the thing is, like, running backs only get one, maybe two big bites of the apple. And I think now it's down to one. I think you're right on yeah. that. Yeah. And so um, you can't, you know. He's, a special, he's, yeah, he's, a, no he's a special player. Yeah, he's a difference maker. There's no question. He's a special player.
1: And And look, the Cowboys, to me, made a lot of business decisions in regards to Dalvin on Sunday. There were a lot of Cowboys who clearly didn't want a piece well, of that's, him. Well,
0: that's that's the other thing. But he's
1: hard to tackle.
0: Well, that's the other thing where you can see late in the season where guys are beat up defensively. They just don't tackle as well, right? No. It, it's harder because their bodies are broken down. And so, you know, if Dalvin's fresh and running hard, he's a hard guy to tackle. And so that's where I think Zimmer's system and the, the way they're running the ball makes sense this time of year. You know, mm-hmm. we want them to air. Everybody wants them to air it out, um, all the time. But man, if you can run the ball and have a guy like that, that's hard to bring down. And Madison's good too. I mean, he's not Dalvin, but he's he's a he's punishing a hard runner. runner. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice, ball. not change of pace, but a nice compliment. Those ten consecutive runs in oh. Dallas were a thing of beauty. I wish I could see Zimmer's face just smiling ear to ear with his tense <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, But you're right; he's not wrong about that. No, no, he's, he's not wrong about that. And the short passing game, and, and until. Thielen's back. Mm-hmm. I think you do need to tr- to throw to Diggs. I'm not yeah. saying that, but but their game plan. The thing that drove me crazy in Kansas City, they then fixed to me in Dallas. Yep. Which was also the Kansas City game plan. I thought turned Kirk loose a little bit too much, and in Dallas they had. I,
0: I felt like they had a plan for Kirk. Yes. And Kirk can Kirk can execute that. Well, the thing in Kansas City was like, Judd, how many? I don't call him easy because you know it's not like we could do it, but just. Routine throws that he airmail at Kansas City, for, or, for some reason, it must have been like five or six of them. Which the CJ he, Hamlin was short. Well, the first, heck, the first drive there was three of them. Yep. Um, like if he if he connects on them, and if he's just normal Kirk, I mean, those aren't difficult throws to If he makes those, does the game plan look different? Does the game now, look different? You know, I, for whatever reason, he just but they also out of whack. I, the thing coaching wise that I really didn't
1: like at KC is it seemed like they had a game plan that involved playing mm-hmm.
0: and oh, it it. yeah you
1: gotta have a 2 prong game plan yeah like you hamstring I'm sorry but if they'd called me or you on that Wednesday and been like hey we have one <laughs> game plan that's got 19 in both of us would have been like oh no 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 you need another ge- you need another approach yeah and it's like Dallas they went in with with a different approach mm-hmm. slightly and and so it made more sense and then it worked yeah it's it's as if it here's what's weird about the whole thing to me it's as if if Kirk's mind is racing, he's just lost. Mm-hmm. But if he has stability to the game plan, he's fine. Comfort level. Comfort, yeah. right. Yeah. But like those throws that he was missing on were almost like a guy who didn't have that stability. He didn't have that
0: comfort. How many uh, passes did Dalvin catch in that game? Was it six or seven? Seven. Seven, like seven, seven of, of seven. He caught, he caught for what? 86 yards. Right? Yeah, 86. So that, I mean, seven passes. I mean, that makes up for the, the Thielen absence. Absolutely. Maybe not, you know, yards. Thielen's get over 100, but... If he can catch seven... It's an outlet. Yeah, if he can catch six to eight passes yes. a game, I mean, he's so dangerous in that that... And
1: Kyle, too.
0: Well, yeah, well, and red and zone, Yeah,
1: And that's the other thing. Yeah, the red zone Rudolph thing is the thing, because we, we got a call on Ventline game I think, saying, you know, now you see Kyle's still really important. None of us have ever dismissed him as being a red zone threat. That's how he should be used. Sure. He should not get the ball in space unless you just need the first down. That, yeah, and, and... Irv should.
0: Yeah, Irv Smith, like... There's are certain areas of the field where Irv Smith's great, and, his, and is Kyle? Kyle
1: not, is he not just a power forward?
0: Yeah, he's his his. I mean, that catch was one <laughs> catch. Yes. Was pretty spectacular. Good Um, no, that's where he's valuable at. That's where his his biggest input should come. Um, is in the red zone. I mean, we've seen what he can do. So, I, I think they're you know I think uh, Stefanski and Kubiak are in a pretty good rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, the the Kansas City game was just weird because of. Um, uh, you know, injuries and Kurt's ineffectiveness. But other than that, I mean, I think they, I think they're doing the right things with Dalvin in the mix, with, and the passing game and screens and all that. Did you hear Zim
1: on Gary yesterday? <laughs> be, yeah. Zim does not gush. Yeah, I know. He said this might be well, if I'm correct, right? This might be the best thing that's happened to me since I got here. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, think about it. And we said that all the way back to the beginning of the year, where well, you go back to the end of last year where. The, the press conference at the season-ending press conference where he talked about the impact of losing Sperano, not just on sure. the team, but him personally, sure. how he would go down there and sit in his office and they would talk. And And uh, Zimmer needs kind of like that veteran, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if friend's the right word, but just the fact that Kubiak's been a head coach. Confidant. he's seen Confidant, yeah. He's, he's seen a million things like he has. And there's just, I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't trust Stefanski but Zim just has a certain trust level with like his guy like that guy you know the, the veteran who's been through I think like it's you know.
1: fair to say in a football way Zim doesn't really trust young people yet like you got to earn it and it takes a long mm-hmm. time but you know Zim was was I think hopeful that um, Norv would be that guy yeah and yeah. then it dissolved and fell apart but Shermer was that guy for sure, sure. Mm-hmm. I think he felt a stability there and I think the most important thing is when Zim can get out of that then then he doesn't feel the need to try and weigh in on yeah. the offense because he doesn't really want to, which is why, which is why I really think during the bye week, I think he's going to come out with a plan against Seattle that Wilson's going to be like, oh wow,
0: this is different. And senior, well, he's got two because weeks and the man to farm. He's going to be on the farm. That's all he cares about. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which is fine, but that's just him.
0: Yeah, and that's you know that's that's why you have a bye week to you know come up with new wrinkles or mm-hmm. or whatever, and it means obviously a, for the players it's a physical thing, but right. for the coaches it's the kind of. Reset, and especially when you're facing someone like Russell Wilson, it's nice to have an extra week to try to come up with something creative, yeah. you know, because he's he is, Monday yeah, he's in incredible. Yeah, he's. What the I, 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 when he threw this? the one pick, I thought he had. They had no chance of winning, you and, know, and
1: that was a bad pass. But how the hell does he do this?
0: Well, he had the one where he, you know, they called him in the grasp, and he gets out of it, and then the next one, it's third and whatever, thirteen or whatever, and he's rolling right and finds him. Like, man, this guy is incredible, and he's like pinpoint accuracy.
1: Yes, yes. And he has no business being that no. accurate in
0: those situations. To me, no. Yeah, he's to me. He's, I think he's the clear leader for MVP.
1: Yeah, I think my, I think I had, uh, I, I had it. Uh, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, yeah, Watson, and then I could see McCaffrey and like Cook or something. Yeah, four or five. I think
0: the three quarterbacks that everybody's.
1: I mean, quarterbacks are going to win it. Yeah, but if you were to eliminate quarterbacks in the MVP race, and just include position players. McCaffrey's been incredible. Dalvin would have to be up there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, if Cousins gets hurt, I think the Vikings are done. So, obviously, he's important. But if you were to ask me if everybody's healthy, who's the most important player on offense? Like, so
0: they're all healthy, so nobody's out. I think it's Dalvin. Dalvin makes your offense go. The first week of training camp, I wrote, and people kind of ripped me a little bit, but I wrote that a quarterback's always going to be the most important guy on the team. Right. But I said the second most important player on the team is Cook, and that's just offense defense. Yeah, because I think he's that invaluable to what they're trying to do. Yeah, I mean Digs is they're like oh, people say oh he's a running back. It's like no, he's not just a running back.
1: Right, that's right. Yeah, if he was just a run if he was just a running back who couldn't yeah. catch or anything, yeah, then I would agree with them. But he could do so many different things, which is why there is a temptation to definitely have to pay him. Mm-hmm. The question then becomes who don't you pay as much to, and that might be a defensive player. Because like if
0: you said you know what we're not gonna pay him. Madison's our guy. Your offense would not be the same. No. no. I think Madison's a good running back, but
1: he's not Dalvin. Dalvin Cook is a dynamic player who dropped to the second round because of character concerns, but is a clear-cut first-round talent Mm -hmm. and probably a fairly high first-round talent. Yeah. So um, Andrew Wiggins, it's 11 games. It's seven great games.
0: Yeah. It's different. I'll stop right there. It's different, Judd. And I I think, you know, everyone else is like me. You want to believe this is – a new version that will that will stay, and all we can go on is what we see right now, and it's different. I like the way he's attacking, he's rebounding, he's getting assists. Um, you know, he's taking big shots. You're not having those lulls like for 12 minutes. You're like, was Wiggins on the court? <laughs> you know, so I know This about. this is this is the max player you wanted to see, and I don't know. Everybody's been talking about, can they unlock Wiggins? Can they unlock? Can this guy unlock him? Can that guy unlock him? Can Thibodeau unlock, you know? Right. Heck, maybe they found something they did. I don't know. It's Yeah, the last
1: seven games have been incredible to watch. My only thing is this, and I don't have a hot take here. My only thing is I just need a huge sample size of this because yeah. you just can't decide because it's always been about him mentally. Like this was never about, oh, I don't think he's as physically, you know, If we had come to the conclusion that physically he just was not that Mm. good.
0: Well, that's not it, yeah.
1: No, that's not it. So, but if you would come to that conclusion, then you would say this is just a hot streak and he's going to regress because he's not that good, really, but he is that good. And we've Mm. always known he was really, really good. But this is all about what's in, what's between the ears of Andrew Wiggins. And so, and I don't, he might keep it up and I hope he does. My point and where this is not a hot take is you just need to see this for an entire season and there's going to be bad games. Yeah. But I'm saying the.
0: Applying himself early in his career, he had stretches where he scored a lot. Yep, but this is different because of the rebounding, the this the assist. Was he getting like five and five now? Yeah, yeah it's five. Yeah, I think it's five. I mean, you yeah, look, back, look back at his early box scores, and it'd be like one or two rebounds. Yep. It's like, come on, the guy that athletic, you can't get more. You know? Yeah, he didn't want to. Yeah, and so, but I think like the stretch is where he dominates, like both ends rebounding it just seemed like it'd be like a game or two not like this long so that's why i, I wondering if, if if he is starting to be a different player and that's very possible and i just have no idea and i need
1: to see this for i need to see a lot of this for 82 games before i say oh yeah definite corner definite corner turned here because In this small stretch, he
0: does look like it. It does feel different. You're right. Do you you think it's system or do you think it's something they like a heart to heart or do you think it's uh, I think what
1: I think it's partially system based on what they're asking him to do now and that he's actually doing it and it makes sense. And if he doesn't do it, they'd sit him down for a while. Mm hmm. I also think that these guys, you know, the Tibbs approach was never going to work with him. No, he wasn't going to listen to it. He didn't. He didn't want to get screamed at. He, yeah, he didn't have time for it, and he just didn't care. So he just checked out. Um, but I think the change also is this, or potential change. I shouldn't say the potential change is if you remember during his rookie year, he was up and down, and you know he's just starting off, so we sure. didn't take much yeah. of it. And he said he went into Cleveland, which had obviously traded him. Yep. And he had a really good game, and he said he told the papers that was a motivation game for me. And I said, that's not what I want to hear. Like you from can't, a rookie, yeah. you're up and you're a pro dude. You can't pick. Now that doesn't mean that you're going to be great every night, yeah. but you're, you clearly you're picking and choosing. Yeah. And I think it regressed from there. And so that's what I'm saying though, is as with every person, they've got their personality. So the whole, has he been unlocked? Like that's assuming that his mind has changed completely. And this is why I need to see – I can't just say 11 yeah. games is his mind. He's matured. Now the bad stuff's over. Yeah, and you wonder, it's too. It's a very
0: – it's a really interesting story. Yeah, you don't know how much of it is. it Gerson? How much is it – you know, the system? Ryan, just, well, Ryan, because we know there's, like – But he went in Ryan's first – There's a relationship first, there. Ryan's first
1: game last finished, year – He
0: well – No, Ryan's first game
1: after they fired Tom was where? Like Charlotte or something? Yeah. I think Wiggins went for 40.
0: Yeah. Well, and that was a, another, uh-huh, yeah, see – but you know, was it the first week this – might have been the second game. I can't remember. This year where Ryan benched him yeah. at, the end of, at the end of the first half. And it wasn't like – didn't scream at it. I think a lot of people wouldn't even notice. like he came in, he had two turnovers and a foul. Yep. And there was three minutes ago. So he typically finishes out the, the half. Yep. And Ryan just sat him down and said, we're not going to do it. And didn't embarrass him. Yep. Didn't undress him like, you know, Tibbs would have done. Or yep. no, they would have left him out of a court and just let him do whatever the and hell he them. wanted. Yeah. Yep. But – I mean, that was effective. He came back, and is that the one he hit the game winner?
1: Danny told me a couple of days ago. I, I want to say it was the game on uh, they played Sunday. They, they lost in OT to Denver. Danny told me there, there was another point where he took a couple long twos, and they, they just met, they they pulled him. Mm-hmm. And they don't yell at him.
0: They just pull him. Well, did you watch the game on uh, TV last night? Uh, yeah. Jim Pete was talking about he wishes people could see how he get how the coaches deal with him. Yep. Now versus in the game. They, They're talking about pregame. Yeah, pregame. And the things he would get away with. Yep that would just not be coached or whatever yep. not be corrected yep. versus now it's but like
1: we're we're also I think going a little bit too far in excusing in blaming them and not No it's on the player because it's on it's, the player it's, it's yeah. on both it, well yeah and and also because his first year he played for Flip correct mm-hmm. Flip was here and there were a lot of nights he didn't try hard and you know Flip did a pretty damn good job yeah so this is very much yes and good for them I, and that's why I said it. I just simply need to see more. I need yeah. to see a full year of this. Yeah, and, 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 and sure they, they it's,
0: to it's too convenient and easy just to say, well, Tibbs was terrible. You know. Exactly. No, it's on the player to have some professional pride, too. Yeah, it was, it, Sam,
1: it, was Sam awful, too. It was everybody awful. Yeah. You know, Bill, Bill Self didn't maximize the kid. No. At Kansas. So. Yeah.
0: So whatever happens, I hope it continues because then you're, you know, cat still the guy, but. If you get this kind of production from him, now you're saying, okay, he's still cornerstone. cornerstone to what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. All right, Chip Scott right, brother. Fun stuff. Conduits of Trouble. Uh, back next week, we will talk over Iowa. We'll talk um, Vikings, Denver, all that good stuff. Talk to you later.